Hello, everyone. I'm Father Christopher Brashears, and welcome to the second episode of Narus. Now, if you haven't already, and if you missed the first episode or maybe even the explanation episode, you can go back to our YouTube channel, panhandlecatholic.org. Now, if you'd like to, go ahead and subscribe and then click that little notification bell to know whenever we've uploaded a new video. Now, to get on to today's episode, um, we've got kind of an interesting situation here. Of course, we've got coming up towards the end of this month, a day known as Halloween. So, Halloween. Now, we're doing something here at the parish, and so I'm certainly making this video to kind of explain to our parishioners a little bit more about Halloween, and really kind of a little bit more of the history, maybe the history we don't know about. Because a lot of people have this false notion in their minds that Halloween is all about something evil, uh, mischievous, um, it's satanic or demonic, and, and that we've only somehow recently just kind of made it into this nice little friendly uh, commercialized thing. But I want to show you a little bit more about the Catholic roots of true Hallow's Eve. Now, just a little plug here for our Hallow's Eve event. We're going to have a trunk or treat contest. And so from 7 p.m. to 8.30 p.m. here in the parking lot, after the Mass, we're going to have a contest. And first place for our trunk or treat is going to get $150. Second place, $100. Third place, $50. And you can see there also we've got carved pumpkin prizes. We've got uh, costumes prizes that we're going to have. So if you want to join into the, especially the trunk or tweet, you need to go ahead and register in advance. So go to panhandlecatholic.org backslash Hallows Eve. Now, just to kind of get into a little more discussion on this topic, um, I wrote something in the bulletin for this weekend. So some of this information is going to be covered over and there's a little bit more in there that I, I didn't have quite enough room to add on. So just to talk a little bit about this, you know, we've always kind of had this idea of Halloween and that there's kind of something almost mischievous about it. But we need to really kind of appreciate this, this origin of the name. Halloween comes from Hallow's Eve. Now, in German, we have this, this is where we get the Hallows from. Now, Latin, we get the Sanctus, and that's where we get the name Saints for. But Hallows is come from a Proto-Germanic word, called uh, Haligon, and I'm probably not even uh, pronouncing that close to correct. But this word here is where we get the hallows from, and, and hallows just means saints, those who are hallowed, those, you know, we even have right there, hallowed be thy name in the Our Father. And so we have this, this situation already, the hallows eve, the night of the saints, or the night, uh, you know, leading up to the saints. And that's because on the 1st of November, is All Hallows Day, which is All Saints Day, a solemnity. Um, and as we know that many of the solemnities, especially those that have holy days of obligation, that we have a night before. We have a vigil for that. So, already there, we understand this plain and simple. Now, there is kind of this almost motivation out there to, to say, no, but the Catholic Church is just really, uh, they, they, they've tried to cover over this pagan holiday on, on October the 31st. And, and where this comes from is that there is this, this ancient um, Celtic pagan fire festival, um, which they claim is, is the origins of Halloween. But it's not even called Halloween. It's not even closely related to Halloween. It's called uh, Samhain. Now, again, I don't know Celtic, so I'm probably butchering that. 
But we have a few problems here. So this Samhain festival was supposed to be celebrated halfway between the summer solstice and the fall equinox. So when we take out those kind of, I'm, I'm sorry, the fall equinox and the um, winter solstice. So whenever we're, we take that in half, supposedly they're saying that's October the 31st. But that's not October the 31st. It's actually November the 6th. So if we're working with just a completely like lunar and solar and astronomical kind of situation here, then halfway between there is going to be November 6th. So outside the ballpark. Now, additionally, as we start to look at these ancient cultures, they wouldn't have no, especially the Celtics, they wouldn't have had October as October. I mean, even the calendar, even to say October, comes from the Julian calendar. Um, now, the Julian calendar, if you don't know, is what precedes the Gregorian calendar. What we use today, almost most countries around the world are using the Gregorian calendar, which was started in 1582. But this was not even fully adopted in Europe until 1923. So there was even still holdouts in what we would call the very much civilized world in, in holding out from using the Gregorian calendar. Now, the Gregorian calendar was really a, an upgrade of the Julian calendar because it helped us to account for things like leap years. It, it was a really great way of, of calculating those partial days. Now, the Julian calendar um, is the one that preceded that. So we're talking about, again, about before the 1500s. And the Julian calendar started around the year 46 BC. Now, on the Julian calendar, the problem is, again, if you're sitting there and you're referencing, it happened on October the 31st. Well, then, if it's on the Julian calendar, October the 31st would actually be November 14th on our own current calendar. So we already have a problem there, again. Um, now, the second, second kind of major point to make about this, this uh, Sam Hain deal, is that there really isn't any kind of real English references that we can find before the year about 772. Now, there is some earlier references before that outside of the English language. We'll get to that in a minute. But we don't really see anything until around 77, 1772. Now, this is a little bit strange because Halloween was supposed to have been this British Isles kind of kind of situation. It was supposed to be a festival, this Feast of the British Isles. So we would expect to hear about something. And so right around that year, we get this kind of spike, not only in, in Samhain, but we also get it in Halloween. And so there's kind of this kind of development almost that happens of some text that happened right around that time. Now, there's also, a, the, we see another major surge. It kind of fell off and then went away. And then we see the next major surge of this Samhain references and and even on Google searches, you can go back and, and kind of look at trends. And we see that in the 1980s, there was this, this upswing in the early 80s, late 70s, of this upswing of Samhain and especially of kind of these roots of Halloween. And what we see here is that uh, this was concurrent with the same time as the, the Wicca movement and the neo-pagan cultists that, that started to form in the United States. So as they were forming, they kind of start to go back and start themselves looking back at these old things and saying, oh, wait a second now. Halloween was really our holiday. Well, again, I think they've got a lot to prove there. Um, and again, we already have the issues with the dates. And so it seems a little more far likely that they just kind of brought this in, they found out about it, and they kind of brought it into theirs. 
Now, again, we're, we're dealing with some really tricky issues because of trying to figure out the exact dating of everything. Now, I mentioned already that there weren't any references of Samaim at all. I mean, the very first reference that we seem to have is from the 10th century AD. So it's not to say that there wasn't any kind of things that existed earlier, but we don't have any records of that. Instead, let's look at what happens with All Saints Day. So in contrast to that, we see that All Saints Day was mandated for the whole universal church in 1835 by Pope Gregory IV. And it was to be celebrated across the church on November 1st, and then what would be adjusted in the calendar to be November the 1st. So what we know, so, so we know that this was celebrated already, but we even know that just that, so that was for the universal church, but even a hundred years, for a hundred years before that, it had already been celebrated at the order of Pope Gregory the Third, in and amongst the, the Roman Empire there in that, in that kind of uh, contingency. So the practice of all saints even before that. So we have 835, we go back 100 years to 735, and then we go back another 400 years before that to 379 AD. We find that St. Basil of Caesarea is, is already talking about this great celebration of the saints. So, so we already in the church have this great celebration, the practice of the saints, that goes back even further. So here he talks about kind of a celebration of all the saints, but we know from the very beginning that the, the Christians revered and even celebrated the martyrs, especially on their martyr day. So the one other thing that I thought was really fascinating and I want to share with you all is about trick-or-treating, you know, because this is kind of one of the things they say, oh, well, they say then, then certainly trick-or-treating because they dress up like these goblins and they dress up awfully and, and this has absolutely nothing to do with Christianity. Well, we go back again because this was kind of from the British Isles. We go back to England. We look at the medieval period and we have records, very clear records of trick-or-treating since the medieval times. All the way up until the 1930s, uh, there was this Christian practice called souling. Um, and, and souling happened of course, on Hallow's Eve, the night before All Souls Day. So the this practice, again, all the way from the medievals, all the way up, even until about 100 years ago, this this practice between both Protestants and Catholics, where they would, the kids would dress up, and they would go around, and they would sing, um, they would sing different um, hymns, or they would sing songs, and they would do so kind of like caroling, but they would be asking and begging for these soul cakes, these these little treats that were made for them. Um, and then in exchange, the the kids would offer to pray for the souls of those who had given them the cakes and also for uh, the deceased. So this and this practice even still continues today in the Philippines. So whenever we see this kind of thing, we know that the, these kind of traditions are there and they're ours. So we shouldn't then, you know, skip around from them. We shouldn't, you know, try to avoid them. And, and there's not this kind of need to, to kind of throw it all out and, and say, you know, we're not going to participate in these things. No, in fact, we need to restore these things. What were the Catholic roots of these things? So we know that All Hallows' Eve, uh, the, the practice of it, has been around in the universal church for the whole church, the entirety of the church, since uh, the 1830s, 1835. 
But then even longer before, for 500 years before that, has been practiced in the church. And, and since the Middle Ages, we've even had trick-or-treating. So this is kind of the impetus to give a little bit of a video and, and to give us a little something to look back on. Um, that, you know, this is part of our history. And so that's one reason why I'm doing this video. Uh, just a little education, but I also want to promote our Hallow's Eve. That again, we kind of go back to these roots. We go back to this. And so um, we're doing it in a safe place uh, that people can come to. So I highly encourage people, if you're out there, get excited. If you don't have any ideas for what to do about trunk or treat, just go Google trunk or treat ideas and you'll find a ton of them. So until next time, uh, well, actually, let me give the call to action here. Um, if you guys have questions, I'm still getting a few trickling in. And so it's kind of hard to put together some. Uh, some episodes here so we might have to do some other things but go ahead and send your your questions in pastor plus naros at panhandlecatholic.org we'll start to get these rolling out a little bit more so uh, with that i just want to say that we need to always keep moving from what is unknown from the ignorant to the naros all right have a good time <laughs>